This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Monday, October 30th, 2023, I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, General Motors reaches tentative agreement with UAW. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Nathaniel Hara will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 48 degrees. And now on to our top story. Israeli troops and tanks are pushing deeper into Gaza, advancing on two sides of the territory's main city. UN and medical staff warned today that airstrikes have hit closer to hospitals where tens of thousands of Palestinians have sought shelter, alongside thousands of wounded. The Israeli military said a female soldier captured during Hamas's wide-ranging October 7th attack inside Israel, which triggered the war, had been released during its ground operation. It appeared to be the first successful rescue of a captive. Gaza's Hamas rulers and other militant groups are believed to be holding some 240 captives, including men, women, and children. Shootings across the U.S. over the weekend before Halloween have left at least 11 people dead and more than 70 injured. Authorities say the deaths between Friday and yesterday included two in Tampa, Florida, three in Texarkana, Texas, and two each in Dodge City, Kansas, San Antonio, Texas, and Mansfield, Ohio. Many involved altercations arising from Halloween celebrations, including a Florida mass shooting early yesterday as bars were closing and scores of people in costumes spilled out on the streets. The violence unfolded after 18 people were killed last week by a gunman in Lewiston, Maine. More than 1,000 people turned out yesterday for a vigil. Russian President Vladimir Putin has called a meeting of top security and law enforcement officials after a mob stormed the airport in Dagestan shortly after a plane from Tel Aviv landed there. The crowd, some carrying banner, banners with anti-Semitic slogans, swarmed the, tar- swarmed the tarmac excuse me, looking for Israeli passengers. Dagestan's Ministry of Health said over 20 people were injured, too critically. Local authorities said 60 people were detained. The Kremlin blamed the unrest on, quote, outside interference, unquote. Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, said the president and security officials will discuss, quote, attempts by the West to use the events in the Middle East to divide Russian society, unquote. General Motors and the United Auto Workers Union have reached a tentative contract agreement that could end a six-week-old strike against Detroit automakers. Three people briefed on the deal said. The agreement follows the pattern set with Ford last week and Jeep maker Stellantis over the weekend. The deals will last four years and eight months and include 25% general pay raises and cost-of-living adjustments. Combined, they bring the wage increase to over 30% over the life of the contract. The people briefed on the matter didn't want to be identified because they weren't authorized to speak publicly about the deal. It was to be announced later today. A man has pleaded not guilty to charges of murder, attempted murder, and a hate crime in an attack on a Palestinian-American woman and her son. 71-year-old Joseph Zuba appeared in court today on eight counts from an indictment by an Illinois grand jury. He is charged in the fatal stabbing of six-year-old Wadea Al-Fayume and the wounding of 32-year-old Hanan Shaheen on October 14th. Authorities say the victims were targeted because of their Muslim faith. Shaheen told police that Zuba, her landlord in Plainfield in Will County, was upset over the Israel-Hamas war and attacked them after she had urged him to, quote, 
pray for peace, unquote. Coming up, West Virginia school system mandates religious freedom training following revival assembly lawsuit. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Marshall University's sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, The Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. <laughs> Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Ari Dent? Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. A man who admitted to cheating in an attempt to win money in an Ohio fishing tournament is facing new charges in Pennsylvania. 36-year-old Chase Kaminsky was charged last week with eight wildlife crimes in Mercer County. The charges all involve white-tailed deer taken between 2013 and 2021. The Sharon Herald reports that his hunting privileges were suspended during that period. Kaminsky and another man were sentenced in May to 10-day jail terms in Ohio after pleading guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals. They were accused of having stuffed fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an effort to win the lucrative Lake Erie Walleye Trail. Democratic Governor Andy Bashir is downplaying party labels in seeking a second term in Republican-leaning Kentucky. Campaigning Monday in Richmond, Kentucky, Bashir played up his role in creating jobs, improving roads, and leading the state's recovery from disasters. He says those are basic needs that rise above partisan politics. Bashir and GOP challenger Daniel Cameron are in their last full week of campaigning in what has become one of the nation's most closely watched off-year elections. Cameron is the state's attorney general and has sought to link Bashir to Democratic President Joe Biden on economic and energy issues in coal-producing Kentucky. Three days of early voting began Thursday in Kentucky. An Ohio woman who prosecutors say killed four men with lethal doses of fentanyl in order to rob them has pleaded not guilty. Authorities say 33-year-old Rebecca Auburn of Columbus killed the four men and nearly killed a fifth after meeting them for the sex between December of 2022 and June of 2023. The men's identities have not been released. Auburn entered her plea deal today. Excuse me, entered her plea in court today. She will continue to be held without bond. She had already pleaded not guilty last month to murder and drug-related charges in connection with one of the men's deaths. A West Virginia school district has passed a policy mandating annual religious freedom training as part of a lawsuit settlement. The settlement was finalized Thursday. 
It comes after some students were required to attend an evangelical preacher's religious revival assembly during the school day in 2022. Cabell County Board of Education lawyer Brian D. Morrison said in a statement that the policy makes clear that it is, quote, not the province of a public school to either inhibit or advance religious beliefs or practices, unquote. The policy also requires the district superintendent and principals, quote, to attempt in good faith, unquote, to monitor school-sponsored activities to ensure policy compliance. Coming up next, eye drops from CVS, Rite Aid, and others carry potential infection risk, FDA says. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. What? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is join an after-school program. Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, in return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Hmm, really dragging. I think I'm gonna try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. A flow of recent data from the U.S. government has made one thing strikingly clear. A surge in consumer spending is fueling strong growth, demonstrating a resilience that has confounded economists, Federal Reserve officials have, and even the sour sentiments that Americans themselves have expressed in opinion polls. Spending by consumers rose by a brisk 0.4% in September, even after adjusting for inflation and even as they face ever higher borrowing costs. Economists caution that such vigorous spending isn't likely to continue in coming months. Many households have been pulling money from a shrinking pool of savings. Others have been turning increasingly to credit cards. And the additional savings that typical households amassed during the pandemic are nearly depleted. U.S. health regulators are warning consumers not to use more than two dozen varieties of over-the-counter eye drops due to the risk of infections that could lead to blindness. 
The advisory from the Food and Drug Administration applies to lubricating drops sold by six companies, including CVS Health, Rite Aid, and Target. The agency says consumers should stop using the products immediately and avoid purchasing any found in pharmacies and other stores. The agency recommended recalling the products last week after FDA inspectors found unsanitary conditions at the factory that produced the drops. Authorities in Maine spent today continuing to piece together the events that led to the worst mass shooting in the state's history. The suspect's record of interaction with police and warning signs involving mental illness and violent threats emerged as key threads. Officials say the shooter went underwent a excuse me, mental health evaluation after he began acting erratically at an Army training facility in New York last summer. A bulletin sent to police shortly after last week's attack said Card had been committed to a mental health facility for two weeks after, quote, hearing voices and threats to shoot up, unquote, a military base. A former Louisville police officer who fired into Breonna Taylor's apartment the night she was killed is going on trial in federal court this week. Brett Hankison is charged with violating Taylor's civil rights during the botched 2020 raid. The trial will mark a second attempt by prosecutors to convict Hankison for his actions on the night Taylor was shot to death by police. He was acquitted in a state trial last year. Hankison is one of four former officers who were charged by the U.S. Department of Justice last year with violating Taylor's civil rights. Jury selection is today. Cornell University administrators have dispatched campus police to a Jewish center after threatening statements against Jewish students appeared on an online discussion board. Cornell President Martha E. Pollack says there were numerous, quote, horrendous anti-Semitic messages, unquote, over the weekend threatening violence against the university's Jewish community and specifically naming the address of the Center for Jewish Living. The website is unaffiliated with the school in Ithaca. The Cornell University Police Department is investigating and has notified the FBI of a potential hate crime. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says authorities aren't sure if the threats are credible, but state police are taking steps to ensure student safety. Coming up next, a federal judge reimposes a limited gag order in Donald Trump's 2020 election interference case. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum's 448 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. 
Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg. And I'm Luke Hamilton. President Joe Biden is signing an, a sweeping executive order to guide the development of artificial intelligence. Today's order will require industry to develop safety and security standards, introduce new consumer protections, and give federal agencies an extensive to-do list to oversee the rapidly progressing technology. AI has been a source of deep personal curiosity for Biden, giving its potential impact on the economy and national security. Biden has directed his staff to move with urgency on a policy that could maximize AI's possibilities and contain its perils. The Democratic president's order will require leading AI developers to share safety test results and other information with the government. Court arguments have begun in the efforts to use an insurrection clause in the U.S. Constitution to bar former President Donald Trump from running for his old job again. Testimony in Colorado today is focusing on whether the violent January 6, 2021 assault on the U.S. Capitol was an insurrection, as defined by the 14th Amendment, and whether Trump's role in it meets the provision's threshold for being barred from public office. On Thursday, the Minnesota Supreme Court will consider the same issue for the Minnesota ballot. The nation's highest court has never ruled on the clause, which was added after the Civil War. The federal judge who reimposed a narrow gag order on Donald Trump in his 2020 election interference case in Washington says one of his social media posts about ex-chief of staff Mark Meadows constituted a, quote, attack, unquote. Judge Tanya Chutkin yesterday reimposed an order barring the Republican ex-president from making public comments targeting prosecutors, court staff, and potential witnesses. Trump had mused about the possibility Meadows would give testimony to prosecutors in exchange for immunity and said some people would make that deal, quote, but they are weaklings and cowards, unquote. Chuckin also says that Post almost certainly would have violated an order she had previously lifted. Trump says he's the victim of a politicized justice system. China's foreign minister says the road to an expected meeting bet- between President Xi Jinping and U.S. President Joe Biden would not be, quote, smooth sailing, unquote. In a meeting between Foreign Minister Wang Yi and Biden, together with the latter's top aides, both sides agreed to work toward a bilateral meeting in November. In a summary of their discussions released by China's foreign ministry, Wang said they could not rely on, quote, autopilot, unquote, to make the meeting happen. Wang's three-day visit to Washington came at a time when tensions between the countries remain high over trade and other issues. A major influx of Chinese migration to the United States on a relatively new and perilous route through Panama's Darien Gap jungle has become increasingly popular thanks to social media. Chinese people were the fourth highest nationality after Venezuelans, Ecuadorians, and Haitians crossing the Darien Gap during the first nine months of this year, according to Panamanian migration authorities. Chinese migrants using this route to fly to Ecuador, which does not require them to have visas. They then make their way north to the U.S.-Mexico border. They say they're seeking to escape an increasingly repressive political climate and bleak economic prospects. Nathaniel Hara will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria LaVon Wilburn will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. The Adventure of a Lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. 
slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL or find us in communications building room 204. Please help us prevent the robot uprising. Neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patience. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a cool and drizzly 48 degrees. While the rain stops, the temperature will drop throughout the rest of the evening to the mid-40s. Tomorrow is looking to be partly cloudy weather-wise, with temperatures in the mid-40s in the afternoon. The rest of tomorrow evening, the temperatures will stay around the same, and while the sun starts to set, the spookiness begins to rise on Halloween. Trick-or-treat night is looking to be clear of rain, but remember to stay bundled up with temperatures being in the low 40s. Today in weather history. On this day in 1947, the Donora, Pennsylvania smog disaster finally came to an end. For five days, an inversion trapped impurities in the lower atmosphere over the Monongalia Valley, killing 20 people and leaving more than 2,000 others sick. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a cloudy 48 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Nathaniel Hara. Thanks, Nathaniel. Now, Victoria LaVon Wilburn joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thank you, Reagan. Welcome to FM 88.1. It was a big weekend for Marshall in various competitive sports. In Columbia, South Carolina, the Marshall University tennis team began their competition at the Gamecock Shootout in Columbia, South Carolina on last Friday. Marshall head coach John Mercer addressed the team having excellent play and liked the level a lot. The Herd took several matches in singles and doubles actions, respectively. In the field of doubles, Johanna Strom took a three-set battle over South Carolina's Misa Malkin, 6-1, Sophia Herrian and Angela Lopachik picked up Marshall's only doubles when 6-3 over the SMU pairing of Caroline McGinley and Maj Makarich. Excuse me, Makarich. In the singles battles, Emma Vander Hayden, Marshall, defeated Sarah Suchakova from CLT 7-6 to 7-5. Aisley McGrain defeated Anna Cantor from South Carolina 6-3-6-3. Emily Shutt of Marshall defeated Emma Wilkins 6-2-7-3. In volleyball, the Thundering Herd women's volleyball team fell short in the Sunbelt Conference in its weekend opener against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. 16-7, 11-0 in the Sun Belt in four sets, 3-1, 23-25, 25-19, 25-20, 25-21, 25-22, 25-23, 25-24, 25-25, 25-26, 25-27, 25-28, 25-29, 25-30, 25-31, 25-32, 25-33, 25-34, 25-35, 
2515-2523 on Friday evening in the Cam Henderson Center. We need to clean up some things, heard volleyball coach head coach Ariagna said. She also alluded to the fact the team's offensive numbers were good yet lacked power when hitting the ball. The herd's blocking appeared seemingly off. Coastal Carolina isn't, quote, 11-0 for no reason, end quote, said the coach. Coastal was strong on both offense and defense in light of the competition. Bryn Brown added a double-double of 44 assists as well as dishing out 14 digs. Cowley Stokes added a personal team high of 13 kills. The herd came out pumped up, hitting five 48% in the opening set, finishing 19 of its 31 attacks with two errors. The home side took the first set by the narrow margin of 25-23. Essence Clerkley and Jasmine Parrish each contributed a kill. The Chanticleers would go on to win the second and third sets, 25-19, 15-15, respectively. Marshall closed out the weekend with his final home match of the regular season on Saturday against Coastal Carolina. The Herd Senior Day ceremony also followed the match. Marshall Women's next volleyball competition will be Friday, November 3rd, in Harrisburg, Virginia, at 6 p.m. against James Madison University. Fans Day brought out a lot of fans cheer on the men and women's basketball exhibition competitions at the Cam Henderson Center. The men's team hosted its first of two fans' first contests on yesterday, defeating the U-Pike Bears in 101-69 victory. First half, the men clicked as a team, given the changes in leadership anticipated of the team. Head coach Dan D'Antoni said after the game, we weren't ready to play, and that's on them. It's a new team, and there's a lot of feeling out of process, end quote. The second half against the Bears was big for Marshall. The team tallied 70 points, making 26 of the team's 37 shots for 70.3%, including 8 for 13 from three-point range. Camden Kerfman led Marshall with 24 points, including 19 in the second half, on a 9-for-13 from the field. Six of his nine attempts were from behind the arc. In his debut, Kevon Boyles followed with 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. He and Jacob Connor tied for team high. Nate Martin added 10 points and nine rebounds in his first outing in the green and white. Wyatt Fricks also dropped 7 of 10 from the field for 10 points. Marshall men's basketball is back in action before the 2023, excuse me, 2023-2024 regular season against Lees McRae College Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the Henderson Center. On the women's basketball, excuse me, on the women's basketball side, the team, Marshall University, used aggressive full-court pressure defense and a solid shooting to beat the University of Pikeville 127-76 to on yesterday evening at the CAM. 3,154 basketball fans got their first glimpse of what the Kim Caldwell era will look like on Sunday evening at Cam Henderson Center. Playing under first-year coach Kim Stevens, excuse me, Caldwell, the Thundering Herd employed an assortment of full-court defenses to open up a 30-point lead by halftime en route to the win. U-Pike created 13 turnovers in the first half and shot 39% from the field. The Bears competed the game the entire game with Coach Clifton Williams playing his roster of 14 players in the first half. Marshall had eight players, reached double digits in the scoring column led by graduate student Abby Beeman with 15. And that concludes the FM 88 Sports. I'm Victoria Wilburn for FM 88.1. Thanks, Victoria. Coming up, wrong distance means no world record. 
Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. One. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. Two. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. Three. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Your place in cyberspace. And finally today on News Center 88, organizers of the Pan American Games say the times of the women's 20 kilometers walk race were annulled due to a, quote, measuring problem, unquote. Winner Kimberly Garcia of Peru and 11 other athletes finished below the record established by China's Zhao Yang of 1 hour, 23 minutes, and 49 seconds. Officials of the Pan American Games blame the Association of Pan American Athletics for the wrong distance of the race. Athletes believe the distance run was about 3 kilometers, or almost 1.9 miles shorter. The mistake adds to Santiago's organizational woes of the Pan American Games, which finishes next Sunday. And that does it for this edition of New Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Luke Hamilton, Nathaniel Hara, Victoria LaVon Wilburn, David Adkins, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Reagan Clagg, and your thought of the day is... Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead.